Hi, we're back. We got news and shit. This and more on episode 132 of Indie Game Riot. Indie Game Riot! Hey everybody, this is Josh, and I am here joined with Mr. Hunter, that is Eric Hunter. So Hunter, comma, Eric, with an M and a period, if we're doing this on the legal form. We are. Last name first. Uh, and it is episode 132 of Indie Game Riot, and I'm going to get some music rolling here. So everyone has a good time. Hopefully it's not too loud. Let's turn that down a little bit. Let's go yeah, good enough. Anyway, <laughs> uh, now you notice a little bit of a new setup. That is because I got a new webcam, but it has a tiny little tripod, which means I can move it easier. And now you can see this nice shelf of nerd crap I have. If you enjoy, instead of the stupid, ugly screen thing I had behind me. And uh, uh, other than that, it's been a while. The universe was highly against Indie Game Riot existing. Um... For a while, things. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, fuck the universe, I say. And we're back. And I hope you enjoy. Eric, how have things been over this past month or so? They've been they've been good. They've been really good. Been have, busy. Have you had any more children? No. Have you created your plan to take over the world? Yes. Have you grown a third nipple? Only if the third one that I, I had originally had fallen off. All right. Well, we've passed that. And uh, <laughs> for me, I've been doing some voiceover stuff and streaming. Uh, by the way, I should say that too. Uh, <laughs> Game Riot, uh, I'm kind of expanding the Twitch channel for those of you watching live or want to watch live. Um, it's always going to start at 9.30 uh, p.m. Eastern Time. But I have like a, a schedule thing I put down below in the Twitch stream. If you don't watch on Twitch, uh, check out the Twitch channel, I guess. I, the, the videos are on there for at least a couple weeks, I think, anyway. Uh, then again, if you're watching on YouTube, why the fuck would you do that? Anyway, the point is, we I'm trying to stream every day on weekdays, not the weekend. Weekend's off. And um, mostly indie game-centric, although I'm opening it up to just kind of chilling out to and playing games or whatever because like I was saying before the show I played a little bit of Overwatch on Monday and uh, Rage uh, speaking of Rage the past two days I played the first day was uh, called Steam Adventures and you, I, basically me taking a game off of Steam that I had not had time to play or check out or whatever so it's like a mystery I have no idea if it's going to be good or bad but I play it it's like a mystery yeah and uh, I played 140, which actually is pretty popular. I just have not played it. And it is a good game until I fucking freaked out and said fuck it. Um, it was very enraging. There's like, do you have, the, did you, have you played it? Yeah, I'm trying to pick what. There's a third, like I think it's like the third, I guess you could call it boss, where you have like this little uh... arrow and you have to like rotate it. And then all of a sudden you have to like, somehow fucking guess which way because it turns the thing that you're supposed to hit 
It's hard to explain without you seeing it, but you have to turn the arrow in a way that it's going to hit while at the same time also predicting the beat, and I, I don't know. It was pissing me off. And then yesterday, I played Cluster Truck, and everyone knows what the fuck that does to me if you've seen it, me play it uh, previously. And uh, my blood pressure was pumping. I will say that. That's like, a, that's like a new thing now. Like, it's fun to play games that just, like, you know you're going to get your nuts kicked in when you're playing it. But, like, that's People like the fun to watch of it. it, I will say that. Yeah. yeah. Like, that always used to be the joke. Like, you'd see uh, videos on YouTube, like the whole Rage Quit videos, and you're like, oh, I'm not watching this. Like, I watch some guy get mad, and then it's like, after you've played those games that like really get you mad, but you realize that the reason that you're mad is because you're not good at them. It's like, oh no, I get it now. It's not just because the game's bad. It's like I'm I'm not good at the game. Yeah, that too. Like, yeah, just suck. Yeah, generally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check out that schedule. I'm gonna try and keep that pretty consistent and uh, give more content and all that sort of stuff. And uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Oh, voice acting uh, is another thing I'm putting on stream from time to time like when i have time during the day that'd be earlier i did it once and holly was there who's in the chat right now um as was okais um who i don't think is here because he, he sleeps around this time um as most people would at night <laughs> and uh i think they enjoyed it i don't know you'd have to ask them it's a little awkward for me, especially being the first time, but if you like it, I will try and do it more. So if you haven't seen it, I have a video of something what it would be like uh, on YouTube as well. So let me know. Uh, I don't know. Am I missing anything before we move on to uh, something else? No. I got nothing. I mean, well, it's time for uh, some Indian News Injection because we got a doozy today. Are you bored with the same old games? Yeah. Why, then give yourself an Indie News Injection. Thanks, Indie Games. This week on Indie News Injection, we have a lot of stuff to cover because it's been so long. Some of this stuff uh, you may have already heard about, but we're going to talk about it anyway, just briefly at least, because we got a lot of stuff to go through. I don't know, I wrote down, by the way, uh, like a discussion point. I don't know if we're going to have time for that through all this, but you know, we'll see what happens. Sure. Anyway, the first thing is... Uh, there's a game jam that I'm actually uh, a host for, similar to the one that we did for IRX, but a little bit more uh, specific to adventure games, which I need to do that. There we go. Um, it's a $101 adventure game challenge. Uh, it's a game jam hosted on Itch.io. There will be a link. Um, I don't know if... Are you still in chat, Eric? Yeah, what's up? Do you mind linking that in case anyone's interested? I would be honored to right. link this. And uh, that is $101 that you can win for uh, being the best that you can be. I have be. to send it to you first. Uh, <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? Fuck this. Hold on. I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to say I can just send it to our chat. No, now you're, now you're mod. <laughs> so work now? Can I just do it? Yeah, you can just do it. Um, you do have to make an adventure game, so it's not just any game that you want. Liar. Like was the theme, by the way, this has started uh, started a couple days ago. It is going on for a while, so you have time to hop in there uh, if you if you hurry up. Um, I think it's let me double check. Need open it up. It is going until the twenty fourth. I think you have a little over. It depends on what time zone you're in. I think um, for me, it says the twenty fourth at five p.m. Anyway, you have a little over ten days. Ten days, nineteen hours, four minutes, and four, 13 seconds. Uh, 
so you have plenty of time and you could win the theme is uh, historical fiction so basically you need to pick any historical event it has to be of note you can't be like this one time I took a massive shit no one cares um you know it, well hold on a second nobody cares somebody cares well unless that shit like created a seismic event the world has never seen before yeah or like if it turned into a poop monster of some sort that would be I would... if it was noted in history books sure um, but we have to be able to at least find where this event came from. We can't just... Like, Fallout 4 uh, would not count in my mind because that never happened. Like, there was no nuclear fallout in the 50s. Um, it could have. That's more like alternate history. It's not necessarily fictional history. Like you take Well, that and so this FAQ, it says... So one of the questions is, are games like Portal and a story by my uncle considered adventure games? And the answer is, no, they are not. They are puzzle platformers. Yeah, that too. So it says the the primary uh, gameplay is Twitch-based, requiring precision timing and action-oriented puzzles, then it's not an adventure game. So Stick with your point and clicks, man. There's nothing wrong with the point and click. Good stuff. I'm actually pretty excited. I love point and clicks. Um... You know yeah. what else I'm excited for? The next item, which would be... Is it the We Happy Few? Yeah, We Happy Few. Cool. Actually, I don't know how excited I am. I already have this on Steam. But anyway, We Happy Few um, is going to be on PS4, but is now being published by Gearbox. Still indie or no? They're not owned by Gearbox, just being published. <sighs> I mean, it's... This is the question every week. Still indie or no? Why is this the question every week? Like... Because it's the one that's most gray. True. So, I mean, the the game's being produced on PlayStation 4 because it's surpassed its indie title. Like, a major publisher has, has notified this game as being uh, good in terms of return on investment, so they're deciding to put up money for it. So, I mean, at that point, does it matter? Yeah. Well, I mean, I they already made the majority of this game themselves, I think. I mean, still in early access. Right, yeah. But... Um, Anyway, it's supposed just, to be Gearbox coming, is probably just cleaning it up. That's all they're doing. Yeah, it's supposed to be coming out on April 13th. Wait a minute. <laughs> when did I get this story? Why I got this story about Gearbox like not that long ago, and for whatever reason... So the date on this says it's August 16th. Maybe it's next. Okay, yeah, I just read it because they have the stupid European date system. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 this is uh, April 13th, uh, 2013. Yeah, okay. That, wait, what? Or 20, 2018. <laughs> 2013. <laughs> Four years in the past. That just made it worse. Now I'm really confused. Uh, anyway, April 13th, 2018. That makes more sense. Anyway, yes. uh, I actually, because of this, I, I recently played We Happy Few to see like what kind of changes were made. Because the first time I played it, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing after the intro. Right, uh, which is the idea, I think, isn't it? Well, it is. I mean, I think there, there, there's going to be a pretty... It's not a pretty linear, but there is going to be a story where it's like pulling you along if you want to follow it. There is oh, also okay. a, a sandbox mode with uh, like quests, I guess, which is what's open currently. Um, so, But they do a better job of like letting you... Do, like, hey, by the way, maybe you shouldn't do this or maybe you should do this. Here's your options at this point. Um, gotcha. I, I did get stuck like I couldn't even get through like th- there's a, like a, a bridge with a gate that you had to get through and I couldn't find where that I don't know <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't find where where that 
thing I needed to get through was. But I will say it has definitely improved uh, overall as far as uh, content goes. So I'm, I'm excited where it's going. See, I think the bigger the, the bigger news article here is the fact that uh, Sony feels like it's okay to release a game that's in early access for $60. Well, I mean, ARK did that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I don't appreciate like that personally because they have no they have no like solid early access. They're gonna put or, out DLC just like Ark did before they're yeah. even fully released. So I mean it's I think that's the I, that's, that's not the true. real note here. But yeah, but, that's bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think this is great. I think um, if you know if this takes off and it kicks back more to the developer, then they can turn around and make another indie game. So I mean it's you know. Yeah. Well, you know what's not bullshit? Uh, is it the Necrodancer? Necrodancer devs, uh, they are. Uh, creating a new site or a new site, a new game called uh, Industries of Titan. It's a, sil- a city building game, which makes me really excited. I love those kinds of like management city building type mm-hmm. sim games. Mm-hmm. And Necrodancer is one of the, my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. It is fantastic. So I can only assume that this is going to be great. That's Tony of the Tiger. To, to I'm just quote, going to tell you that to, it's going to be great. To, to quote the famous Tony the Tiger. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, design your own city and grow in just a few small buildings into a massive metropolis. Set up production lines inside your factories. Turn raw resources uh, into more powerful devices and buildings. So it's like a little bit of a factorial thing to it, too, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, balance the needs of your workers, your factories, and your buildings to produce a powerful, efficient economy. So if you're into the whole economy thing, like uh, SimCity, maybe I, I guess I don't know if how how detailed SimCity went. It's been a while since. It's not that well. I mean, my experience with SimCity ended on the SimCity for the Super NES. So I don't. Yeah, it's true. Um, you can design the interiors of interiors of battleships. So it, it seems like it's going to be a pretty deep city builder, is what I'm getting at. Um, because there's going to be, you know, you have enemies that you're going to be fighting with your battleships and you're going to be inside of your battleships and creating a city and that sort of stuff. And uh, they have a history of making good games. Normally I would say, ooh, this is pretty ambitious. I don't know. But I have faith. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, just the fact that they're making a city builder that's, you know, sci-fi. I think that alone is should be a good enough hook to bring in an audience. So Definitely. Um, well, you know what else is a hook? Speaking of sci-fi hooks. <laughs> and you have got to work on these segues. <laughs> just... These are the good ones, Eric. These are the, these good, are the ones. good ones? Yeah. Uh, no Man's Sky is uh, tiptoeing closer to co-op with their new DLC, Atlas Rises. What do you think? So it's so, been a while since No Man's Sky has been released. Um, right. You know, to, to the horror of many of people that were waiting on the game. Right. Do you think is vastly improved since they've brought out like two or three major updates i think that the so this is the problem with this title and i go both ways on this because that's just how i live my life so either you i'm here deal with it right is that Mm. the line that's how that works sure um the game that they claimed that they were making will never exist that game is just never going to be what everybody has built up in their mind but the fact that um, Hello Games and Sean from Hello Games have kept their feet on the ground and kept moving to improve this title more so means so much more to me as a gamer than whatever this No Man's Sky will end up being at the very end of the day. 
Yeah, Do you they, know what I mean? They had a chance to just completely just say, fuck it. You know, he could have, they could have cut my money. Run. Yep. Yeah. Like so many developers have done. Like, they, it, it's so easy for them to be like, oh, well, uh, this is it. Have a nice day. Because I don't believe that they're contractually obligated to continue to work on this title, but they or, choose it's to. Technically fully released, so. Right. Right. So I think um, I think that what they're doing is great. I think they're taking their time to, because um, what is it? They said that there's 30 hours of new story content. Uh, there's baby steps towards synchronous co-op. Um, they they varied uh, the planets and, and wildlife more, which is appreciated because that was like one of the big things too. Like you'll never find the same things twice. It's like, well, yep. I found one penis monster that had stripes on it and another penis monster that had spots on it. So, I mean, I guess there's still different. penis monsters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I would say I appreciate that. Um, I mean, there's, there was still a lack of communication and I think that's still sure. is the, the, where, the bullshit was rooted in um like okay you promised all these things what the fuck and then nothing was right was said so so and that's i mean so i go back and forth on that too because it's like if you were constantly updating then you're going to be constantly getting ridiculed right right so it's like you might as well just cut your losses and just make people think like oh you're not doing anything and then drop you know a big update like months down the road like i hope this is my hope and somebody who feels like um you know that we can need to grab onto any kind of light that is in the gaming community nowadays with all of the bullshit but i hope that no man's sky becomes the standard of any time that somebody complains about a game being released initially released as shit and what it can become to be you hear that, Star Citizen? The future is not as bleak as you Oh, think. Jesus. No one fucking even start me <laughs> at Star Citizen. But do you know I, what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I want people to be able to look at No Man's Sky to you five years from now and say, hey, we know this game is garbage right now and we apologize, but we are dedicated on fixing this. This is a No Man's Sky. Like, I'm kind of curious of what do you think of the... Um, I mean, it's not from this Atlas Rises uh, exp- or, or, you know, the update... Uh, it was from previous, but what do you think of the base b- building mechanic that they added in the last big update before this? Um, I'm a terrible person to ask for that because I could care less about that shit. Really? I like it. Yeah, I just, I'm never, like, even in Fallout 4, they're like, oh, you have no idea what you could do. You can build this camp and well, have Fallout people. Fallout 4, sh- you know, I, I kind of got annoyed with that because of the, the resource management in that was not efficient enough yeah. for me. Right. I mean,. What I mean, what do you want out of a base builder? Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's not. I mean, it's the same thing. People like Minecraft. I mean, it's creativity, and it's it's cool to have a place that you can call your own, put your own stamp. And in sure. a game like this, where it's so vast, and you know, you can put a stamp on a planet, and like this is my place. Sure. And you can. I, I've always liked the, liked the recruitment mechanic too, where so once you build your base, you can bring in the uh, alien races to like trade with and shit like that, and they set up shop in there, which is cool. Yeah. yeah, people visit, and, you know, it's like, hey, man, this is my crib. It's like, yeah, you should set up, like, an MTV Cribs through uh, No Man's Sky. No, it's, I'm not going to do that. Why not? You don't like MTV Cribs? <laughs> is that even on anymore? I don't know. Okay. I, don't I think it's fine. I think it does its job. Jersey like, I don't Shore, think... but in No Man's Sky. We should do that instead. Oh, man. I just... <laughs> I have feelings now. I have feelings. Of hate That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Stardew Valley multiplayer beta 
uh, expected to begin at the end of the year, which is super exciting to me. Um, I love Stardew Valley, and people that don't even like this kind of game still like Stardew Valley, from what I've mostly seen, I would say. Um, but there's one, the one thing that was missing was multiplayer, because this is like... You could you could run you could run the entire farm and it, the thing about Stardew Valley for me it's a really relaxing game except I get stressed out by time management because you only uh, have okay. a certain amount of time during the day otherwise you fall asleep or whatever right and bad shit happens uh, so if you could do this with a partner one guy's like running errands and the other guy's farming vice versa uh, you know farming through the the, the mines for whatever you need. Uh, while the other person's fishing, uh, you could both just be there and enjoy each other's company. I'll leave it at that. But anyway, it's there is a mod already that you can do. It's not perfect. Uh, there's, there's a ton. A of there's a ton of mods, aren't there? For for multiplayer, I know there's at least one that's like decent. Um, uh, I guess I th- I'm thinking just in general because I think somebody released like a Pokemon style. I think yeah, there is a Pokemon type thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there is a multiplayer mod, but this is like the official thing. Beta testing expected to start at, be- at the begin to begin at the end of the year is what I'm trying to say. Um, so just a couple more months for the beta, I guess. I'm really excited about that. I'm excited for you. Yes. Um, the other thing that you should be excited for is Sunless Skies. If you know um, Fallen London. If you know Sunless Seas, the uh, the devs of Fail Better Games are making, uh, I guess you would call this a sequel to Sunless Seas, or I don't know if it's necessarily like a direct sequel, but it is the second game within that universe. I was going to say, I think they're calling it a sequel, aren't yeah, they? It's, like, it's within that universe, so we'll just say it's a okay. sequel. Sunless Skies, which is weird to me because I'm wondering, like, you know, the whole thing with Sunless Seas is that it was at sea. But, but I guess this isn't with airships and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, but but the thing that Sunless Seas was about was that it was underground, so you kind of like were restrained in that way. So I wonder what they're going to use to restrain you from leaving. Like the 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 logic in the story that would keep you from like just leaving. There's the probably s- not going to be any man. It's probably just going to be like, whoop, whoop, please return to base. Please return to base. Whoop, the invisible whoop. wall effect. I- yeah, like. No, they, I, I, I want to give them better than the doubt because they are really good at narrative. That is, like, their thing. So maybe they will, like, hey, man, if you go too low, you're going to die of toxicity. Fuck you. Mm. You know, at least something. Instead of just a fucking alarm. I don't know. Looks, I mean, there's screenshots, too. Maybe because there's, like, the first screenshot you see in this uh, particular article on PC Gamer um, shows, like, some sort of fucking eye monster thing. thing that maybe it's like below everything so gotcha. keeps you from landing I don't know you could do that I mean you could just make it a small world that just keeps wrapping around itself yeah. I mean there's all kinds maybe of ways maybe the world exploded and all that's left is atmosphere yeah so it's like yeah you could work. totally go this way but you would be flying for a literal hour in your time just to get here the science of what I just said I don't think makes any sense but uh, anyway the fact is that some of seas is really fun really hard though um, it's, it's, I, I found it really hard to progress, but uh, it's supposed to be hard. It's like a roguelike, so yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. But uh, if you're if you're a fan of narrative, uh, open roguelike 
whatever multi-genre game you could call this, uh, then this is for you. There you go. All right. Uh, next, I think this is... Nope, not that one. Um, Indiecade 2017, Indiecade Festival, I should say, um, which is also the same company as GDC. They have their own awards, but they often like run, I think, back-to-back the uh, IGF awards and the GDC awards. Uh, anyway, the Indie Game Indiecade 2017 Festival nominees have been brought in. And there's a lot of them. There's always a lot of them uh, until they finally narrow it down to, uh, you know, the finalists for each particular category. The main one being, like, giving you, like, a $5,000 prize, I think. Yeah. So, uh, did you see any on this list that you are either particularly particularly excited for or um, at least recognize? Because a lot of times you find games on here and you're like, I've never heard of this, but it looks interesting. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's so many games, man. But, like, One Shot's on here. We've spoke about that yeah. uh, game on the show before. Um, uh, Frog Fraction 2 is on here. I don't... I've never played Frog Fractions. I've, I mean, I've heard of it, and I kind of get the idea of what it is, but I've never... It's, like, a really weird, like, it's not what you think it is type of game. Right. So, my whole thing with... I wrote a very long piece about Frog Fractions, and um, I feel like... Um, the game is so the first frog fractions was just a very dumb nonsensical kind of like um, it's based it was based on like a 2600 game from way back in the day but basically you're just you're a frog and you're you're sucking down fractions math mathematical fractions like the um, what was that one that you played on like the Mac like the original Mac uh, like word munchers, but it wasn't word munchers. Yeah, it's something. It's it was kind of like that. Like you're you're sitting on a lily pad, you're you're sucking up like uh, like uh, flies and stuff. Right. Anyway, so what the idea, the whole idea of the game was uh, from the developer was how far can we take this? Like how far can we like really sit down and feel like, well, wouldn't it be great if this was here or that was there? And then he does it. So like one of the big things is like you realize that you get a power-up that allows you to jump off of your lily pad and go underneath the water, and there's a bunch of shit underneath the water. So it's like a very uh, what-if style game, if that makes sense. Existential. Um, right. It's it's a very it's very it's a lot of fun. It's super cool to talk about uh, with people who've played it, obviously, because a lot of this just doesn't make any sense. Now, Frog Fractions Two is a completely different beast. Um, Twinbeard, the developer of the game, went through i think it was like three years he did a kickstarter campaign to raise money for it and it was a three-year development cycle where he released nothing about the game but he would release weird videos uh podcasts images uh all kinds of just really odd shit and that became the game because he was leaving little hints and um to the actual game of where it was going to be that ended up being the game. It was like a it was like a reality game the or game whatever. Was finding the game, right? Exactly. Like he meta. even he even got a hold of um, like legit developers and said, "Hey, would you mind putting this dumb thing like the one the one that comes to mind is uh, the developer Campo Sampo who made Firewatch." Mm-hmm. He went to Firewatch, the Firewatch team, and said, "Hey, can you put this piece of literature in this very obscure part of your game that references Frog Fractions too?" And they were like in on it. 
Like he went to like five or six developers to do that. And Frog Fractions 2 ended up being a part of an entirely different game by an entirely different developer that you basically quote unquote unlocked from within that game. Does that make sense? That's ridiculous. So to put Frog Fractions 2 on here, that's like ARG Beyond. Exactly, but not so it's but it's just that the the game that's inside the game. Like it's not the whole epic tr- like um uh, journey that a large group of people took along uh the ride with. Mm. It's just and it's like, "Oh, I don't I don't agree with that because Frog Fractions 2, the actual game itself that came to what it is is just, it's not very good. So, I don't know. Like I was when I saw that, I was like, mm, I could argue that for probably a good forty-five minutes of how that's a terrible uh, one. Like you, think you it'll should. Win anything? I, I yeah, I think it will. Wow. I don't know. I don't think it's going to win like the the end all be all, but it's definitely going to get a big nod. Maybe it'll get be- that. There's like an experimental award. Uh, I know that they give out. I forget what it's called, but maybe it'll win something in there. Um. Yeah. For me personally, there's uh, we've talked about it before. The sexy brutal. Remember yep. that game? Uh, that's going to be that's nominated. The one, the other one I'm particularly excited for is uh, where the water tastes like wine. Uh, it's like an adventure game with a really cool art style, and it's very whimsical and, but at the same time, dark, almost fairy tale esque. But it takes inspiration from books like The Grapes of Wrath and Huckleberry Finn and those like classic old-time American novels yeah. uh, and stories which uh, and, and there's poetry involved and it's it looks really cool um, I'm, I'm a sucker for that kind of aesthetic so that's what I'm excited about I hope I hope it does well hmm. um, uh, one more piece of news if I can bring it up there we go Darkwood was finally released uh, not that long ago, but the main story that I'd like to talk about is um, that the creators of Darkwood actually put their own game onto Pirate Bay so everyone can play it. Uh, And this actually isn't the first time that this has happened. I think it was Pixel Pirates or Pixel Piracy. I think those devs did that as well. Um, They did it because they just figured, well, people are going to pirate it anyway. Let's at least give them uh, a legit copy. Something of the that's not going to fucking give them a virus or something, right? Um, Darkwood, th- their claim is that they they're doing it because they just feel bad that people can't necessarily afford the game, and you know, it's like, well, if you can afford it, buy it. But if not, here you go. Um, and to be honest, you could, you could probably argue too that hey, let's just get ahead of the fucking pirates and do it ourselves anyway. There were some. Uh, I had a on our Discord channel. I had a discussion going. And there were some interesting arguments about why, like, if you if your thing is, well, let's give it away for free for those who can't afford it, why not use a more legitimate platform like Itchio or Game Jolt where you can give it for free? And just ha- yeah, and like, set up some sort of tip system. If you want to pay, yeah, we suggest 15 bucks or whatever you can afford. Yep. If not, here's it for free. And then on Steam, you can still sell it for 15 bucks for those who just want it there. What do you think about it? So I, um, I mean, it's it's if it's your game, you can do whatever the damn well what you want with the game. Um, I think them putting it on Pirate Bay was kind of silly. Um, I agree with what you just what was suggested in terms of like just basically creating a tip jar um, and saying, hey, you know, uh, the, we were going to retail this game for fifteen dollars, but you know, pay whatever you can, blah blah blah. 
because um, you know there are some of those those humble people out there that uh, will happily pay more than that. You know, so it, a lot of the stuff it kind of makes up in the end. Um, if it were me, and somebody came to me and said, "Hey, we have a fear that this game is going to get pirated and or um, fifteen dollars just might be too much for people, so we're just going to put up for free." Guaranteed on... it would be pirated. I mean, that's just the fact right. So I would be like, "Don't do that." Um, create a shareware version style, like create a vertical slice of maybe like the first 30 minutes of the game mm. that is full and then just say, hey, this is a full 30 minute experience. If you would like more, then you can purchase it down the way. So to at least give somebody something to talk about to say they keep, you know, your name in somebody's mouth. Like I feel like the shareware model or the vertical slice model of gaming has dropped out and I think as a whole it's kind of hurt the community and it's created um play it's created things like the gray key market and it's created piracy and stuff and well, it's that like, is one thing that they specified when they announced that they put it on the pirate bay is that they just ask like they'll do this and they'll put it on pirate bay but they just ask that people do not buy it from g2a because they feel that those types of plays hurt the dev market more than anything and i agree with that absolutely yeah but you, i feel G2A. I feel like there's there's a lot of missed opportunity when it comes to that stuff. Like, um, uh, who was I talking to? I can't remember now, but uh, it was a, kind of the same kind of conversation. It's like, why don't you just make like a like a just a shareware version? Just make like an episodic or an episodic vertical slice, and it's like, oh, it's too hard. The game's already done. Blah blah blah. And it's like, okay, well then make something else. Like, do a twine game that ties into the lore of your game, or. Uh, do like a quick game maker like uh, like top down shooter or something like do something else like don't just say here it is like if you're worried about uh, people either pirating your game or buying it from G2A or something like that then you have to give them you have to give just that one little bit of thing like how much work would it actually take for you to sit down and make a 10 minute twine game but how much you know like how much would people talk about like oh shit did you play the twine game though did like you, a, it's like, almost did like a get PT, into the lore. Almost yeah, like a PT to the Silent Hills. Yeah, so it's like, why, why wouldn't you? Like, why wouldn't you do that? Like, it's, it's that one little thing. And I think the 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 other thing that is more important on something like that is the fact that nobody else is doing it. So Holly, why wouldn't you? Holly in chat saying shareware doesn't really work though. That's why it fell away. People will play the free part, and then they will want to finish it, and they'll go download it illegally uh, if they were going to anyway. It won't stop pirates. I don't believe that. I just, I just flat out don't believe. That. I mean, in my mind, like, I, in my I mind, never... there are two groups. It's, it's. I know it's not as black and white, but in my mind, it kind of is. It, there are two groups of people. There are people who will pay for it, and there are people who will not buy it, whether it's free or not. You know what I mean? They just aren't going to sure. buy it. So, it, if you're going to give it away for free, or even like on, in a in a bundle, like a humble bundle, people who wouldn't have bought it originally will buy it then or play it for free anyway, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? They're, they're not going to give you money either way, is what I'm saying. Right. Um, so, not that it doesn't hurt, because, I mean, especially they're, if they are playing it because they're taking your work that you put your own money and blood, sweat, and tears into, but at the same time, most of those people weren't going to give you the money anyway, is what I'm saying. You know, I... I don't know how to explain it without sounding like I'm taking their side. I'm not defending them <laughs> at all. No, no, I get it. So I'm just thinking, like, as me as a conscious, uh, 
consumer, I have definitely purchased more games where I was able to download a free demo to get an idea because, you know, images and videos and uh, sure as hell ratings and bullshit influencers don't do a whole lot for me. Like, I just need to play the game. And if there's no way for me to get some sort of idea of, like, how the game feels or is there... Game genre, right? Because, I mean... Dark True. Road's a, like a rogue light, I guess you could say, and it's a horror. So, putting it out to these influencers or you know that sort of thing might be more helpful to this kind of game as it would, as opposed to something more linear and narrative based, where it's giving away the whole story. And that's at that point, you're like, well, why should I buy it after I've just watched it played? Sure, like Firewatch well, taking down, you know, their thing from PewDiePie. We're like, hey, well, I mean, I know that had to do with the whole controversy but that, that was also their thing like you know what if he's going to be like that I don't want him spoiling the game for everyone else anyway yeah and I get that and it's like I feel that like when it comes to piracy like people are like what you were saying like people who aren't going to pay for the game are just not going to pay for the game and it's like that's in my opinion that is why you don't put your game up on pirate bay like to try to stop piracy because piracy is going to happen regardless if you feel like it's like you can stop it or not. What you're trying to do is give that extra avenue to people who may be weary about spending $15 for a developer that they've never heard of. A kind of a bridge to help make that purchase. And I feel like shareware demos are one of the avenues that people aren't taking advantage of anymore. Right. Speaking of, by the way, uh, on a slightly different topic, what do you think? Firewatch, because this is in-game news, the whole thing with PewDiePie, if you didn't know, um, oh, we're yeah. not going to be talking specifically about PewDiePie, but uh, just no? to give us some Damn. context, uh, PewDiePie said the N-word on a live stream, and he's back in trouble with everyone, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> what I'm talking about is um, Campo Santo, the developers of Firewatch, uh, decided to pool their rights to file a DMCA claim and take it down from his channel because of that. Um, right. And now they're getting... Uh, review bombed by you know basically all of his fans um, like like the vast majority of the reviews that came in recently are just zeros people people who haven't even played it in the past like month or so they have zero hours played in it are, are now bombing it with negative reviews so uh, yeah. how do you feel about that uh, so the first thing I'll say are people are stupid if you honestly think that you're gonna you can bomb a game on Steam with low reviews is gonna hurt the sales, that's just dumb. That is a dumb thing to think. Um, so you're wasting your time. Um, in terms of what um, Camposantos did, in terms of um, basically what's being deemed as weaponizing D, uh, DMCA, or is it DMCA or DCMA? Which uh, one is it? I think it's DMCA. digital digital media copyright something. All right. Yeah, I think Probably. it's DMCA. Um, so apparently, from a legal standpoint, I feel that from what from what I remember reading, from a legal standpoint, like they are well in the right to do that. Um, and the reason why nobody typically does it is because uh, what the backlash would be. Yeah. <laughs> so. I feel that, like, it's their game, so they can do whatever the hell they want. Uh, I think this is going to hurt them more than any kind of dumb steam bombing, uh, uh, rating bombing does. 
um, because this is what's going to stick out when somebody searches for Firewatch. This news article is going to come up. You know I, what I mean? I agree that they have the right to do this. To be honest, I any company has a right to. I mean, you're putting their work up on screen. They have the right to take it down if they want. Um, the reason you're right about the reason that they don't is part of the reasons that they get the backlash. But the other reason is, to be honest, YouTube and Twitch and stuff like that do help the sale of most games. Oh, absolutely. Um, so you know, at that point, just let them. But um, just playing devil's advocate, like why? I mean, how long ago did he play Firewatch? You know, like, it was back when it was released, which is, what was that, a year ago? Maybe more? Oh, uh, it's, it's been almost, yeah, it's like a year and a half. Um, and now Oh, no, sudden, it's, it, exactly, it's dumb. Like, the whole thing is stupid. That's why, like, this is... Like, I mean, they're they're making, they're making a social, they're making a... a they're a making a social stand, that's all yeah, it is. That, yeah, it's got nothing point. to do, yeah, that's got nothing to do with... So at this point, um, it's arbitrary. It's like... Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like you could have just you could have just denounced him. You should be like PewDiePie's a dick, and it would have been the same thing. Exactly. But the fact that they're actually using the the DMCA, and then now they're getting the rating bomb. It's like it, it, they they brought all of this on themselves. Again, it's their game. They can do whatever they want. But I mean, it's still exactly. It's been too long. Like, what game was he playing? Was he playing PUBG? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was. I mean, if it were me, I would think PUBG should have been the one to come out and say something. Yeah. You know. But you know, they're just I mean, making they, us... they, they go all willy nilly with with banning people anyway. So <laughs> why not? Oh yeah, they're crazy about banning people. But I mean, I think that I think that's dumb. Like I think it's dumb that them trying to get those videos taken down. I think it's dumb that he even said anything. I think it's dumb that he's even popular. But again, I'm not his audience, <laughs> so I can't do anything about that. But it's what people seem to forget is that the internet has a very short memory. So it's like. All of this is going to happen, and all of this is going to go on, and in two weeks from now, we're all going to forget about it. And move along, yeah. And the 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 ratings, if the game is good, the ratings will go right back to where they were, because at the end of the day, that's all of a rating is. Like, if a game is good, it'll get a good rating. If a game is bad, it'll get a bad rating. At the end of the day, it's mob mentality mixed with ADHD. Right. So I mean, it's I think it's just another one of those things where it's like, oh god, we get to keep the lid on it. And then something else terrible happens in the world, and everybody forgets, and we move on. Well, like, speaking of moving on, I think it's time to move on to starting a riot. Huh? This week on Starting the Riot, we are talking about Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. I think it's how you pronounce it. I will leave. Um, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. Uh, that thing. Made by Ninja Theory. Um, these are the same people, if I'm not mistaken, who worked on Devil May Cry 4. Is like that why? The, okay. the newer one. I believe in some other like AAA games. And this is a the story, basically, of a AAA studio gone indie. Um, they developed this. And I... Did they produce it? Did they publish it themselves? I forget now. Um, but anyway, the point was... They, they wanted to make these games themselves. Have more creative control... And they also make a point of um, on their website of saying, "Hey, we believe in triple indie, which we've talked about that sort of thing before, where right. um, they make triple A quality games at indie prices. Um, being in this case, being you know a really nice looking game um, at thirty bucks. So you know when when a triple A game would normally cost sixty. Um, 
so that was that was like one side of this. The other side is that this game is heavily involved with um, the whole uh, mental health awareness type of thing, and Senua in the game um, is dealing with what seems to be some sort of uh, schizophrenia. I would say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because she's like, a, hear- like she- a multiple personality kind of thing, maybe. I don't know if it's multiple personality, but she's definitely hearing voices, and that's actually kind of part. Of, I don't know if I want to call it a gimmick or not, but they use binaural au- binaural audio. Um, throughout the whole game, so you're playing. It's a horror game, by the way. <laughs> so you're playing, and you're hearing these whispers and like in your ears. Right. Uh, you know, and it's like in a 3D audio space where it's going around um, from the right side, and you can kind of feel it going around the back, and it gives you like the hair stand up on the back of your neck. Um, and then you know, there's like a bunch of those kinds of voices, and then there's like a main voice that's like telling you what to do and like making fun of you and shit and telling you you can't do it. Um, and she's there, she's like carrying around someone's head with her. I think it's like her boyfriend or her, like husband or whatever the, he was or something like that. Um, I don't know the full story because I didn't play through it. Um, but I, I've basically, I know the beginning, I know the just the mechanics. Um, and it's cool too because the, the, the fighting mechanic in this game, um, you, like they'll, they'll, they use the binaural audio to also have like the voices warning like behind you you know right it'll be like behind you uh when you're when you're fighting and you quick turn around there's a guy there about to chop you with an axe and um and it's also permadeath if you didn't know and by permadeath you can't it's not that you die and you have to start over but if you die too many times because uh then then it's done then you have to start over um right so the the so this news story that came out a couple of weeks ago was they were claiming that they would erase, uh, erase your save file yeah if you died so many times which right. ended up not being true so what so what did they say what actually happens because that was under the impression that's what happened no it was a straight lie like they just straight up lied about it damn ninja Theory. yeah like that it came out that they they were thinking about doing something like that and they had it in the game for a short time before release and then right before release they took it out but the plan was is they were going to go um they were going to go straight up metal gear solid with it where it was going to be like if you died so many times we just completely erased your game your game uh save game file and have you start over i mean so that was kind of what came about it so have you heard that metal gear solid story no so um i only played uh, one metal gear solid in my life how was it was it good yeah i enjoyed it i mean i was like 11 or something it was the it was the one for the nes or no. for the play, uh, PlayStation? First yeah, it PlayStation? On, it was on PlayStation 2? Or first PlayStation. I forget uh, which one. It was the one with Raiden in it. Uh, I think that's the second one. Where he's like running around naked. It's like, uh, I think it is the second one. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Afume? Okay. Um, the developer? That's yeah. his name, isn't it? Sure. Um, he was going to make it so that... Um, he, they found out, or they were told by Sony or whoever, they're like, oh, by the way, whatever you do, don't let the disc spin past this RPM, or basically the ga- the console will catch fire. <laughs> so like there was a there was like a governor on the console at one point where it was like, look, if you you can program it to, to have the disc spin this fast, if it spins this fast, the thing's gonna damn near catch fire. So that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to make it to a point where if you died so many times or if you died in a certain part of the game or if you answered a question wrong or something, it would break your game disc. Like he and he really wanted to do it. Like he was uh, furious when I, yeah, 
but that's he wanted that because again nobody else was doing anything that ridiculous so he was like i'm gonna be the person that makes this what ultimately would have been a mistake um and i i feel like so when the news story came out with hellblade stating that they were going to erase your game file if you died so many times it was like awesome finally somebody's gonna take that leap to to to, to have real um uh precaution or a real uh what's the word um balls well, uh, to have a, to have a real reason to die, because the only thing that dying does now is sends you to a loading screen. Right. Like the best we can get is like with Dark Souls and Bloodborne, where like you lose uh, all of your souls or your uh, soul. Hey, there are consequences. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and like if you if you die before getting back those souls, those souls are gone forever. Like there is no penalty for dying anymore, except for seeing a loading screen. So I was really upset when they when it came out that this it was a farce. I was like, that you missed a golden opportunity to put to, to draw that line in the sand. They have that the there needs to be better consequence. Exactly. It. Yeah. But that, will that they? Is, that is pretty disappointing. I mean, at this point, probably not. That sucks. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, by the way, if you if you didn't notice, you might have saw earlier in the gameplay footage uh, showing that the death because you mentioned loading screens and the death in this actually. Um, Basically, you gain the black rot or the dark rot, and you see it on her right arm right now, and it just kind of travels and takes up more of your body as you die. And the idea was that if it reaches, I think, your head or your heart or something like that, then it's fucking done. It was done. But yeah. apparently not. Nope. Um, some other things in this game that are kind of interesting is the this is kind of like a puzzle mechanic where you get these Nordic symbols. Um that you have to you walk up to a door that might be blocked and it like leads to some weird dimension or something um and there are three symbols on there or however many symbols and you have to take those symbols look throughout the environment and find a way to basically like like the symbol is like hovering on your screen if you push a button you can like make it um light up and then so say there's like a couple of trees off a little bit in the distance and and the symbol that you have is like an x right or whatever i'm just making an example sure you have to take that x that's on your screen and hover it over those trees that should also be in an x you know depending on the 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 direction that you're viewing it from and make it match up if that makes sense yeah it's a um like an augmented puzzle Right. Or like you, uh, it, it reminds me of, um, uh, what's the Jonathan Blow title that came out, lit, the, his latest game? Jo uh, Witness? Yeah, Witness. It reminds me of Witness because there's parts in that game, like some of the puzzles, like you have to get up on top of a tower and when you look down, you see like, oh, there's a river that runs through this place. And then you realize that the, that the river itself and the path it goes is an actual puzzle that you can pick and draw on. Like there's right. a lot of really cool stuff like that. I don't know if they're going to show it in this or not in this gameplay footage, but um, I don't know. I just really enjoy it. It's not necessarily hard. It's more of like an I spy. You know, like uh, you have to figure out where you need to stand to get it just right. Um, so it's making the shape that you need. But I don't know. I, there's something about it that I, I liked as, as a puzzle goes. It's nothing like yeah. crazy, especially considering that this is kind of a... Um, hack and slash action game a little bit right so well i, I think um like isolation being isolated i think that's a 
like a gameplay mechanic that's kind of come up recently with like um, uh, what's the alien game Isolation. that came out? <laughs> oh shit! Is it? Uh, I was thinking the movie. The movie's Covenant. Yeah, um, Alien Isolation. <laughs> yeah, right. But like, uh, so that one, like Tacoma, um, like there, there's games. Like it feels like there's like a wave of games that are coming out now that make you feel like you know isolated and small and kind of like in these tight spaces and like I think that yeah claustrophobic like that's cool like I dig that stuff and seeing it like in a hack and slash game oh by the way Ninja Theory did Heavenly Blade if anybody ever played that game that's like if you wanted a a grown up a quote well I'll put this in air quotes but a quote unquote grown up version of The Legend of Zelda it was Heavenly Blade so they're good Ninja Theory's good Uh, good by my book except they're liars (laughs) ah whatever I mean it's yeah whatever I don't mind being lying to the backlash of something like that man I mean people would be pissed off they might show you here so I'm looking at the gameplay footage. So they, she has to find, see how it's like kind of like faded on the screen, uh, and she has to find where that shape is. So oh, okay. So like elsewhere. Right. So now they're gonna look around the the, the environment and see how they can match that in the environment. That's a really complicated design. So I don't know where they would find that, but uh, now you might understand what I'm talking about. That's um. Crazy. The one thing I wanted to kind of go back to uh, before we move on is the whole mental health aspect of this. Um, they they took it upon themselves to um, have a character with pretty obvious schizophrenic uh, delusions with the voices and stuff like that. Um, so it's... it's Although in the game, I guess you could say, well, you don't really know if it's that case or if it's, um, you know, really paranormal and she just looks crazy or whatever. Um, but they took it upon themselves to really kind of hone in on that and try and be sensitive to it. Do you think they succeeded in bringing not only awareness, but also being sensitive in the game as the character is? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I mean... Absolutely. I think I even remember reading that they actually reached out to like the community, uh, like the mental health uh, community, for like help on how to like how how does it really not textbook like actually spoke with people with certain like mental disabilities and stuff. I could be wrong, but hers hers would be definitely because schizophrenia is definitely in those kinds of um, mental disorders are definitely a spectrum. Right. Um, hers would definitely be on the far end, the extreme of that. Uh, with with the the voices, although schizophrenia is most mental health disorders, schizophrenia in particular are hard, you know without actually being schizophrenic, it's hard to describe. Yeah, it's hard to really understand and describe. Right. And you know, psychologists and psychiatrists they do the best they can, but honestly, how can they when they are not? And if you are, you're not really in a position to describe it. You know what I mean? Right. And um, I mean, and it's, I think that's, um, again, like if something, I think this is, it's just breaking the surface on something like this. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I don't think that, uh, it, I, I, you know, obviously there's going to be people who are going to be upset about it because that's just what people do. They're upset about it, but I think it's going to do more, uh, more good than not, because I feel like if somebody does play this game and they're intrigued by like what the character is going through, then maybe they can, They'll take it upon themselves to, to look into it and maybe somehow, you know, maybe help make a donation to a certain, you know, charity or something like I feel um, I think it's a great idea for a game like that's yeah. 
great idea for a game a gameplay mechanic and i feel like on their uh, website they do list um they do have a specific link to uh something i have to go look at it Hold on. yeah mental health support there's like a tab up top hellblade sending a sacrifice help and information if you've been affected by any of the issues you've seen in hellblade uh, and want to talk to someone about it or find out more, select your country from the drop-down menu. So it gives you resources, um, such as the Mental Health Association in the United States, Take a Mental Health Screen, and JED, um, the JED Foundation, and Team Mental Health, they give links to. Oh, I thought they were just, like, naming some dude. Like, yeah, call JED. Like, he'll, he'll answer the phone if you call. I don't know who JED <laughs> is, but it's a foundation. <laughs> uh, but, no, I think it's great. Like, I, I, I hope more developers take notice of something like this and they try to incorporate it into their games as well um holly says she seems more of a moderate case that could be that could be i i guess you could say that the really extreme cases would be like the people that are violent because of it um you know like setting houses on fire and stuff because um i know a couple people that have uh schizophrenia and that the kind where they do have maybe hear voices and have trouble um, disassociating fiction from reality. Um, you know, it mixes that together for them. But I, I... Assuming that it's controlled with, like, medication, they're not violent or anything like that, and generally mostly independent. Um, but... So I guess you in that way, because, I mean, I don't know... She is violent. I mean, she is killing something. I don't know if it's real or not in this game right um depending like you said depending if it's like all a delusion or not but you know if you are a i I mean i went to college for psychology but i did not go the whole way so if you are more qualified than me and would like to explain feel free to comment uh i would love to know Um, yeah my knowledge in this uh department is zero so (laughs) and uh, i have no idea well you know what we're gonna beef your knowledge up on next Oh, please, please let it be. Oh, no, never mind. Let it be. Wow, bro. Let it be. Uh, Please, please, please stop. Get that peep show show going. Please give all your attention to early access. This week on Peep Show, we're talking about a game called Dead Hold by Dark Quarry Games. Um, you want to just start off with the? It's a new kind of RTS. Thing so it's a new kind of RTS. <laughs> let me. So let me just read this. So this is. Uh, so let me just read this. So Dead Holds gameplay is a unique mix of real-time tactics, essentials like uh, strategic positioning, unit classes and physically-based simulation similar to such classic games as Myth and Dawn of War 2. Combined with items, loot, and leveling found in other action RPG games like Diablo and Path of Exile, the result is a fresh take on a tactical RTS that should delight fans of both RTS and ARPG genres. So what is new about this game? Because it just sounded like you listed a bunch of gameplay mechanics that are found in other games. Putting them all together in a single game does not make it a new kind of game. Well, but it, well, I Am mean, I wrong, okay. though? Well, 
if you take something, if you take mechanics from other genres and you mash them together, does it then create a new kind of game? It, it, not new mechanics, but a new game as they are put together in a different way. So it's like, think of it as a recipe. If you make a PB&J, obviously okay. not original, good, but not an original. If you add some fluffernutter to that, it is then an entirely different sandwich. Is it? Yes. Mm. The ingredients have been used in separate things themselves. Right, but that's to me, that's not an entirely different sandwich. You are taking a standard, which is the PB&J, and then just slapping some shit and then, on it. And then adding some banana, maybe a sardine in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now this is getting ridiculous. This is getting absolutely ridiculous. No, I just don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like, uh, I don't know why people try to reinvent the wheel, I guess is all I'm saying. There was like, a, I forget, there was a, there's a quote from like, I'm going to say like Aristotle, but I might be full of shit. I don't know where basically so like the essential thing of the quote was that, uh, everything has been done under the sun. You know what I mean? It, sure. There's, there's no original idea anymore. Is what the what the idea was, and that was like right. Thousand, I've heard that. Before, that was like yeah. a thousand years ago. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, if you break it down to to the bare bones of practically everything, then yeah, that's true. Like it all breaks down to, you know, the like the the was it like the five common feelings or the five common needs or whatever it's called, and I get that, and that's fine. But it's like I, I go for experiences. You know, like I want a new experience. Right, well, so yeah, like, here, here, actually, Holly makes a good example with my PB and J analogy. I love to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with lots of hot sauce on them. Is that a different sandwich or just a PB and J with hot sauce on it? That's First a PB and J with hot sauce. Are on you? It. No, you just said. You just said I want an entirely different experience. If you put hot sauce, especially particularly hot hot sauce, on a PB and J, that is going to give you a different experience, sir. Just saying. But I'm, I'm you using say your that words as against a, you. No, 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 no. You're using my words for me because that does not... Okay, so does that give me a new experience? Absolutely. But does that create a brand new sandwich? No. Yeah, it's a, the hot PB&J. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's like um, my go-to uh, for this is always Portal. Okay, Portal technically didn't bring anything new to, to gaming. It was a first-person puzzle, uh, puzzle platformer had been done before what it did what it did was made it what it was was the experience of you playing the game it had an amazing storyline it had great plot development like the puzzles were really really well done right mm -hmm. but it's not a brand new genre <clears throat> it's just somebody so, took something and made it so much better by adding everything else to it that needs to make a full product not just a new genre so let me like, say this what, what if if would you prefer I mean, first of all, I mean, obviously, this is all marketing. You know, oh, it's, absolutely. It's, it's that's like all we're people. Yeah, that's all new. this is. But, but, are you okay with it not being new and and just being done well? Like, like what you said. Like, would you spend? Like, you played this game before with a different skin, but it's still done really well. You would still pay for that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, using that marketing tactic of this is a new take, and it's like I don't need that. I don't need a new take on a genre. Just give me a solid game that I want to come back and play again and again and tell people about. That's all I need. I don't need some newfangled experience or newfangled terminology and bullshit. Just give me a really good game. That's all. 
One thing, a piece of advice to to devs too, um, and I've talked a long time ago. I talked about this with Tim Donnelly, who makes Boss One One. Do not. I'm I'm personally fine with you calling it a new thing, whatever. You know, I I can see for myself whether or not it's what's new or not new. Right. Um, but don't. For your own sake, don't compare it to a game that has already done what you're doing well. Uh, even if it's or even part of the game, because what's going to happen is that the fans of that game are going to come check out your game and say, "Let's see about that," and then oh, I see shit you on you for it right. not being like that game, yeah, or or, or at least not as good as that game. Um, and then you will not be able to crawl the hole. <laughs> and it's right. happened because it's, it, Tim was relaying that story a long time ago to me about one of his friends uh, who made a game and compared it to uh, like I think XCOM or something like that. And XCOM fans were like, uh, no. <laughs> and uh, right. never crawled out of the negative review hole on Steam, which yeah. then gets the game buried. Um, now I think that when it, and like in terms of comparisons, like it makes sense when you're just like trying to tell a friend about the game, where it's like, oh, well, if you liked Diablo, then this game's a, a little like Diablo. Like I think that's the perfect time to use a comparison. But if you're using comparisons as a marketing exploit, like that's just that's just terrible it marketing. For, like, well, I'm, for me, I'm like, well, if you're gonna do that, then it better actually fucking do it. You, you better have somebody who actually worked on that game. <laughs> work on your game so like yeah it's a lot like diablo and the reason why is because we have so-and-so from the diablo team yeah there's i i I know there's games that are like that but i can't think of them off the top of my head yeah i can't think Um, of anything to go into this game a little bit as far i mean as far as what it is um i was gonna say we've already shit on it for (laughs) well i would say we're not shitting on it It was just that that particular yeah that little uh, bit just always tweaks eric's nerves (laughs) <laughs> Tweaks my nipples. Turn the hills red, according to Deadhold. Command your army, hack your enemy to pieces, turn the hills red. A new kind of RTS, uh, if you want to get m- angry about it. Um, unique mix of real-time tactics um, with strategic positioning, unit classes. Um, you know, it's not just like... Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of a game that's, speaking of comparing to, where... Mm-hmm. It's kind of like. It kind of looks like Warcraft too, but it's more. I was gonna say, was gonna like say Starcraft with the classes, maybe. Yeah, Warcraft. But it's kind of. But it looks like it's Age t- of more of a tower defense style. Um. Or is that just me watching this gameplay footage? I don't know about tower. Because like these, because we haven't moved this entire time. Like we've just been hanging out, and these enemies have just been appearing out of nowhere to come and attack. Oh. Like they're not coming from a base or anything. I wonder if it's like an arena type thing. Because, I mean, Age of Empires was kind of like that, but they did come out of their own, like, part of the map. Um, they're saying that it's it's the the RTS mixed with some RPGs like Diablo and Path of Exile. Um, so, I mean, you're able to, I would assume, level up your... your troops. Troops that way. Thank you. I couldn't think of... I can't think of words. Hey, consequences. Um, that that looks good. So. Uh, there is a campaign mode for those single player level lo- lovers. That's me. Also multiplayer um, for those who want to. Uh, you can play on team or do a free for all with up to eight players uh, on multiple maps and game modes. And they're also implementing leaderboards in tournaments um, as they go through early access on Steam, which is grand, but. 
you have to make sure that you have the audience for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you don't want to I like, mean, die out. But So at first, I mean, at first glance, like, this game isn't for me. I'm not a fan of RTSs, really. But I can see how people would be like, fuck, this is what I want to play. Because it looks like it's because to me, like games like this make or break by the key binding. Like if you're not able to key bind correctly and be able to select so many troops at one time or uh, be able to grab all of your uh, to separate like your soldiers from like your golems or something like that. Like because it doesn't like, look like, um, like total war. In that yeah, like this. I mean, I. I would be intrigued to watch. Well, I mean, actually, play, when you like, think Total War is kind of like an RPG mixed with an RTS. Yeah. When you think about it, because I mean, you're 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 gaining traits and leveling up your commanders and your troops, right? I think your troops get leveled up. I I forget, but anyway. Yeah, it's been it's been too long. Um, but I mean, yeah, for what it is, it looks great. It's just this isn't a game for me for sure. Uh, it is on Steam for currently. I don't know, even know if we talked about it. I think I, I did say it was thirty bucks for the last game. But anyway, this is on Steam uh, for nineteen ninety nine early access. Um, I'd pay say that. They are going to once it's out of early access, they are going to raise the price according to their little blurb. You would mm. pay twenty bucks for this. Yeah. If I was into this, if I was into RTSs, I'd, I'd I would totally drop money on this. Um, as of August 29th, they said, actually, I just noticed this, um, Deadhold Friday Night Fights every Friday starting at 8pm. So, I think you can play against the devs in some multiplayer. And there's also a co-op mode. That's a great idea. Yeah, That's so, totally cool. I would totally watch that. That's how you build a... That's how you build a... An Community? Audience. Yep. Uh, 95%, I mean, it's only 21 reviews, but 95%, so I mean, they're doing something right, I guess, at this point. I Yeah, I think this is, I mean, this is just a very niche game because like games like this are dominated by like well now it's dominated by like MOBAs and Starcraft 2 and Diablo 3 and well maybe not Diablo 3 Torchlight uh, I, I saw Torchlight in the chat and uh, yeah speaking of and I did enjoy Tor I have both but I've never played the second one yet I've only because I haven't had time to go through them at all as old as they are um, but they, those are good examples of being similar to other games like Diablo and making it their own, and, right. and and holding up to that expectation. So, uh, you know what I'm expecting? Is it the free fun? It is free fun. So free. Coming up next. This week on Free Fun, we're talking about Peridium. Uh, Peridium. Is that how you pronounce it? That is how you pronounce it. Uh, that's the wrong thing. There we go. Peridium by Powerhoof. If you don't know Power Hoof, you should. They're a fantastic dev studio um, who made the game Crawl. Have you played Crawl? I've not played Crawl. It's great. Um, you can... It, it's... I want to say multiplayer. It kind of is. But basically, uh, you play against everyone else and they fuck you with monsters and stuff like that. Um, not literally. But it's... It's it's so a good time. They did, they did a really they did a really good job of that. Anyway, they made uh, Peridium for. Let me get back to this page. Uh, game jam. A game jam. It is original adventure jam. Twenty seventeen. The big time adventure jam um, that they made this for. Essentially, uh, it's a very short game. I think it's like depending on how you play it, but I think it's like fifteen minutes or something like that. Um, beautiful art, by the way. Especially music's really good. Yeah, that too. And considering that it's 
very monotoned and muted. Uh, it still pops really well, so they did a good job with that. Decent voice acting. Um, it kind of reminds me of The Thing in Feel. Like, mm. like uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Yep. And um, you start <laughs> off as this dude, uh, Australian accent guy, um, with... He, he's in like a bunker and people are trying to get in like, hey man, you're losing your shit. Let's let's calm down now. And there's a, another dead dude in there. You have to search around and figure out what's going on. Are you infected? Are you not? And uh, there's like two endings I think that you can get depending on how you do things. Um, it's pretty good. I mean, I, I'm trying not to give, give it away. away. Yeah, yeah, if you want to play. Because I mean, it's short so there's not a whole lot I can say to not spoil it. Um, as a matter of fact, watching it might be <laughs> might be kind of rough. So just turn off the visual and keep the audio on if you don't want it spoiled. But anyway, um, uh, some of this stuff like blows me away because I if if you haven't seen the video, like check out the video. The art is mind-bogglingly well done. Uh, pixel art. Fast. That's what blows my mind. It's like, did you guys already have like these assets sitting around, and it's just something that the the artist just was just like. Like, oh, if we ever decide to do a post-apocalyptic, blah, 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 like, here's a bunker, or here's a such-and-such, and and we can just swap the colors out. Like, because it's it's so, it's so, like, this is a perfect scene. Do you see the, uh, uh, what I can only assume is, like, a, oh, it's left. Um, It was, like, Uh a a power, it was, like, a power line Uh uh, cable that was, like, kind of strewn about and, like, it was, like, patched in different spots up on the ceiling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Oh, there it is. Like, if it's if this is just a game uh, jam game, like, why on earth do you need this much detail? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy the amount of detail that's in this. I'm not sure how big the team is for Powerhoof. Like, maybe they have multiple artists. Holly says he mm-hmm. saw it being developed, so maybe he has uh, more insight insight into it. Because I need insight, man. Because it's mind boggling to me during that game jam. It was a you're my hero if you remember that from IRX. I do. Um. So yeah. It, Powerhoof never ceases to impress me. I highly suggest going to check out Crawl. It's very similar art for Crawl. Um, for you, Eric, I, I would say go check it out, too. So I don't know, because I'm on the Steam page, and I'm getting ready to put it on my wish list, and I scroll down, and I see a new spin on Dungeon Crawling. <laughs> I, 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 f- I feel like you're hard-pressed to not find that on, on the <laughs> Yeah, <Steam> right? <laughs> Although it kind of is. It kind of is with the is whole uh, the, the whole aspect of people like controlling your doom. I mean, it's, it's almost like Twitch integration, you know. Some of those. Oh, games. really? It's that in depth? Uh, it's what it seems like to me. I haven't mm. had the ch- chance to play it with people because I don't have friends. That's <laughs> <laughs> <a> period. <laughs> that's it's really. I don't weird. have friends. Period. Yeah, that's it. Mm. So, uh, if anyone, if maybe I'll, I mean, hey, maybe I'll be able to play it on stream sometime for one of these things. There you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty and by Powerhoof. Uh, I don't know if there is there anything else you wanted to say about it. These things are kind of short. I mean, it's small games. it's I I mean, if you like point and click adventures and you you like horror aspects, I mean, this has got to be right up your alley. There you go. You know what else is right up our alley? It's uh, it's closing time, isn't it? It is closing time. The end of the show. Right up the alley. Um, thank you again for hanging around with us during the turbulence between missing hosts and webcams going down and whatever the fuck else is going on between illness, depression, 
I mean, no. I was here the whole time. So Whatever. I don't know what yeah, Eric. Eric. About. He was just actually just waiting in his chair the entire month, waiting for IGR to come back. It was it was kind of sad. What's that Richard Gere movie with the dog that just sits there until he dies because Richard Gere died of cancer? Do you know what I'm talking? Oh my god, that sounds <laughs> terrible. It was no fucking. Idea. Richard Gere had a dog, and they would he would always the dog would like run through town, and Richard Gere would get off like a train or something. And we'd like greet him there, and then one day Richard Gere dies of cancer, and the dog goes there, and he never comes, and the dog literally just stays there for like the rest of its life until it dies, and it's really sad. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like an episode of Futurama. It, it's kind of like that one episode. Yeah. That one episode, yeah, kind of is. I feel like uh, one of them took from the other. Um, Maybe. But anyway, I have no idea, note, man. <laughs> deep cuts, just deep cuts all around. <laughs> Uh, yeah, end of the show. Again, thank you for, for 